special sense of anticipation. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. The under-20s facing England in Bath, but we'll start with the main event in Twickenham. We also could have built in that outstanding second half against Scotland. It wasn't just substance in terms of coming back from 27-0 down just after half-time. It was plenty of style as well in the way Wales approached their comeback. Something to build on at Twickenham and a few changes made by coach Lauren Gatland, including George North coming back into midfield. I thought his form in the World Cup was excellent, so yeah, that we were very happy with that midfield combination and sort of bringing that experience in. We've changed the the halfbacks as well. Obviously, probably the ten decision was forced with um, Sam not being available, and thought Thomas Williams was excellent when he came on as well. So yeah, just even though it appears to be a lot of changes on paper, it's few of those are have been forced by injury and, and a couple by players who have come on and you know, made a really good fist of it. Changed the whole front row as well, what's their thinking there? Yeah, Gareth uh, Thomas was unavailable last week because of a hamstring issue, so he's come back. So if he'd been fit last week, he probably would have started. I thought uh, Corey was excellent. You know, He's growing all the time as a player. Um, probably had his best game in a, in a Welsh jersey. So, so we wanted Gareth to get another game without going too long, without uh, playing a lot of rugby and... I thought some guys came off the bench had, you know, a huge impact. I thought Alec D was excellent. Thomas was there, um, Alex Mann as well. James Botham sort of picking up an injury as well. So, yeah, a few changes, but you know, definitely some of them forced and some of them by the performance of players coming off the bench. You've been involved in a number of wins at Twickenham, but not many of your side have. What is your message to them on Saturday? What does it take to win at Twickenham? I think for us as Building off last week's performance, it's a stadium that, that I love, have loved going to. You know, I've had some some wins there, starting with the time with um, Wasps in terms of Premiership finals and Heineken Cup final. So, for me personally, it doesn't hold any trepidations. Uh, I think the fact is, is for us you know, starting well. See if we can stop the crowd from from singing "Swing Low, Sweet Chariot" too early and too often and and silence them a little bit, um, that becomes an important factor. We definitely have to start a lot better than than we did last week, and we have to reduce the amount of turnovers, where I think in the first half we were 38% of turnovers, and that really hurt us, where the second half we were down to 11%, and you saw the difference in the performance, and was probably reflective of the way we played against Australia in the World Cup. I think we are at 10 or 11% turnover rate in, the, in that game, and so that makes a huge difference, and... A number of those things were in our own control in terms of penalties and stuff that we'd given away or some line-outs that we weren't accurate enough in terms of loss, whether that was um, someone to missed a call or a poor lift or, or the throw wasn't quite right. So we've worked hard um, this week in terms of trying to rectify some of those things. And just on talking with the atmosphere, I've seen a few of the England players trying to, trying to whip the crowd up a little bit ahead of this one because I think they had a bit of stick from the crowd last time they played there before the World Cup. So it can go both ways if, if you do get on top. It's a crowd that can be quite fickle. Yeah, I think probably both teams are in the uh, same thing. We're trying to create some positivity around the, around the game and they've kept some experience in their squad. They've picked some new players. They've talked about trying to create an identity in terms of the way that they want to play and be more positive in, in terms of their attacking stuff. And that was genuinely... What we wanted to do last week at the start of the game, we wanted to play with some tempo and 
into attack and that for me was disappointing. That was a message at half time was, you know, we need, need to inject some pace into the game, go out there and play some rugby, go and play with some tempo and we and I thought we achieved that in the second half. So we want to continue in that frame because the makeup of the side from a physical point of view that may have been there in the past has changed and that's the nature of players coming through. So we need to adapt and we need to to play differently in certain ways and, and we need to play with the players that we've got on the pitch and on the team and where we can create attacking opportunities as well. Joel, uh, how do you think you'll play? How, how is he going to go? He's still learning the position. You know, he's been working really hard, Neil Jenkins, on his kicking strategy and kicking games and, that, and that's one area that he was OK at last week when he came on, but it's a big area for improvement. I think we can see what a quality footballer he is at the moment. He's a running game, he's a attacking game, and we're not trying to put him under any pressure. And I think if he can build on for what he did last week, he probably realises that international rugby, there's a little bit less space and um, not so many opportunities for him as a, as a running threat. And that might only happen one or, once or twice a half. So, you know, his game management, pretty important. And also his communication that he's with his outside backs and forwards and, and scanning and, and seeing what options are on so yeah he's still very young in, in terms of experience and particularly at the 10 and international rugby is his first start there at that position and um, so hopefully he continues to grow and goes well. Warren we know what this fixture means to the Welsh club network is it extra special for you too as an added bonus week? No not at all it's just uh, like I said I think it's two teams probably going through this a similar sort of transition in terms of the squads and it's a great game to go because it's just it's the tradition I think the history of it and we spoke about it doesn't matter what Welsh team that you put out I think the players can go out there knowing that from history people have earned respect to go and play an English side so tended to play above themselves and I don't see any difference from that on Saturday I think we go up there we got a build on last week. We don't go with any trepidation, I think, from my experience and seeing the, the players interact afterwards and seeing players on, on Lions tours that everyone talks about hating English, but I've always seen um, just how close and how well the, the Welsh players and English players get on. And so you know, that, that, for me, is something to look forward to and just the respect that that I have, I was very fortunate you know, to have nearly four years in London. I loved my time there. We made some great friends in London. I was lucky enough to coach some some great um, English players. And so I go there really looking forward to the challenge. And George North, I know the qualities he'll bring on the field, but it's been like this week having him back amongst the group. Yeah, I think his 50th game for the Six Nations is a fantastic achievement. What he does bring to... Uh, the squad is that experience and calmness and a voice and he, he communicates really well within the group, you know, really well respected and I still think he's got a few more years left in him as well. So he's had his ups and downs with injury over the years but he's uh, he looks in, in pretty good nick and just I, I just hope that combination with him and Tompkins can flourish uh, like it did in the World Cup. You said that your captain, Jeff Jenkins, is sort of in the mould of Alan Jones. Yeah. Presumably from what happened in the second half, on Saturday's match, you've not seen anything to the contrary in that regard. And what sort of leadership qualities did you see in that second half from him in the way of sort of galvanising that comeback? I thought he was great at half-time. You know, so he's, st he's still a young man and he's still learning and uh, we're building some players around him. So it's not about him 
what he says. It's, it's about actions and and two players, if, if I looked at the stats and looked at the numbers afterwards, were absolutely outstanding. Their numbers were Dafford and, and um, Tommy Rafael. I thought they, their work rate was extraordinary. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest, we had a discussion during the week. Would we consider playing them at six and Will Rowlands in there? But it's not where we are. It's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to develop a group of players and that would be you know, a one-off short-term solution. I see him as being a world-class international lock in a number of years, and you've seen teams that have experimented that with the passer in 2007. Wales went up there with Alan jones as a six, and England put 60 points on us, and the World Cup in 2019 with um, Scott Barrett, I know he's played a bit there at, at six against England. So there's not a lot of examples where sort of that lock six works. And Yeah, so it was a, it was a good discussion with the, with the coaches this week about it's not where we are. It's kind of like, no, we need to throw this kid in. We need to fast-track him and keep developing as a player because we think he's going to be a quality player. He might find it a lot more difficult because things will be a lot tighter in that first half. But that's the role that we kind of feel that we're in at the moment. It's about making these guys better players and not chopping and changing too much. I, I just hope that people can see what we're that our role is, that we've got a group and it might take a little bit of time, but we think with time and time together with this group of coaching and players, we're going to end up with a quality side and um, quality experience t- team that could be Saturday or it could be, be the following week, but definitely we, we already feel like we're on the, making the right progress in terms of a group together. So let's hear from Captain David Jenkins. Is England away just another game to him? No, I don't think it is. England-Wales massive history behind the game and um, obviously it's special because of that but obviously it's a must-win game for us because of the place where we are in the tournament so yeah I wouldn't say it's just like every other game because England-Wales is definitely special. Do you think it helps yourself playing in the Premiership if you're very familiar with a lot of the players you'll be facing? Yeah I think it does you you know certain players what they, what they like to do what they like to try to get out of games also in terms of line out you've, you've played against them quite a few times so you you know um, triggers and stuff little stuff like that but and yeah obviously some of them are your teammates so you you know what they want to do, so yeah. Dan, you mentioned teammates there, Henry Slade, uh, what will he bring having come back into this side? Yeah, well, he's an incredible leader in his own right. He's great at shutting down attacks with his through his defence, but um, just looking to get one over him, so I'm um, really looking forward to that anyway. A familiar face you on the bench, a man who will play with Have you had a bit of banter when you decided with that, when he was playing there? Uh, yeah, he was having us all on. We, we all didn't really know what he was going to pick, but yeah, he's, he's chosen England now, and. You have to respect that, but it'd be nice to play against him as well, yeah. A very intelligent guy, he's uh, very switched on in in terms of life and especially rugby. Uh, I think he's developed his game a lot as well through his skill set and obviously he's a freak in terms of his athletic ability, but yeah, just hopefully we can shut him down on the weekend. Well, we will. What did you learn most from Saturday? I think the main thing I've taken out of it is that it's all about winning. Yeah, it's all good. We played well in the second half, but we didn't win, so it doesn't really mean anything. But yeah, that's probably the main point, I would say. Second youngest captain in history, obviously. Half-time, walking down the tunnel. What's going through your head? A lot of emotions. I felt like we were letting a lot of people down. Obviously, you don't want to be in that point of the game that we got ourselves into. But we did well to nearly get ourselves out of the hole, but, but we didn't. And um, yeah, hopefully we won't put ourselves in that situation ever again. But that was a test for you and the leadership team. You passed it from the second half performance. So how much did that? Did you grow? Well, we didn't win, so we didn't do it in the end. But 
yeah, we, we definitely felt like we grew in, in terms of the performance. I thought a lot of people stepped up in terms of the second half. I thought our bench was awesome. But yeah, it was, it was, definitely, it was definitely a test, yeah. Two of last week's new caps in the starting lineup this week. It was a chance to hear more about back rower Alex Mann and fullback Cameron Winnett and what the build-up to last week's game was like for them. Yeah, it was amazing. Obviously, it's a dream come true. It was everything I worked for since I was a little kid. A little kid with a dream. like So, yeah, it was amazing to be able to sing the national anthem in front of my family as well. Alex stood in the tunnel before the game. You can hear the noise, fireworks going off. What's going through your mind? Just that's what we work for, really. All those days, there are dark days, all the good days. Saturday was a bit surreal, to be honest, but we knew we had the job to do, and um, if I got that chance, I was trying to take it. But just soaking it all in, really. It's a, probably the best stadium in the world. Friends and family in the stands, so um, just ready for it. What are you thinking when you're watching the game unfold and it looks like things, nothing's going right? Just personal stuff, really. Um, when I go on, try and bring the energy, um, try and lift the boys, try and make an impact, really. Trying to control everything I can do, just ready for if I had the opportunity to uh, go on and do um, what I do, really. And Cam, we've seen a, a few tears in the eyes during the anthem. What are you thinking about during those moments? I was just thinking about all the sacrifice. My parents, like, taking me to sessions and all the coaches has helped me to get to this point in my career. And obviously, I was my family were right in front of me as well, so it's quite tough. I can't look around to you, so yeah, it was nice. It was a nice moment. Though. I played a lot of football as well. My parents would take me to both, and I'd go from one football session to a rugby session, or on a Sunday then I'd play football game and then a rugby game. So it was quite a lot. Like so, I'm really appreciative of my parents to take me. And Alex, what was the difference? The biggest difference you found between you know playing for Cardiff, but then stepping into a senior test environment? In the game, just the speed of the game, um, you've always got to be alert, you can't switch off at all. Yeah, so just uh, reacting to stuff, get a speed to set in uh, different areas. But um, yeah, the speed, but, but the way we train, um, that helps a lot going into the game, because you're ready for them. Cam, we spoke to Rio after the game, and he said you told him that when he scored, the noise was just incredible. What? What yeah. did you make of the atmosphere? Was it was it obviously you were you were quite a long way away from your teammates a lot of the time? Yeah. Is it, is it hard to communicate? Yeah, obviously Rio scored on the left corner, I was on the right side coming towards it and all it just heard a roar from the crowd like it's locked up like that. So yeah, it was it was nuts. Obviously you guys know each other well, coming up together as well. Alex, what, what can you tell me about Cam? What's he what's he like away from the field? Uh, he's a good way to be honest, with. it's a good trait to his. Um He's uh, quite quiet, but when he goes up with Shell, he's um, yeah, he's good. Uh, and the uh, rugby speaks to himself, really. He's uh, unbelievable. So. Cam, same question. What can you tell me about Alex as a He's a close friend to me, so yeah, um, we always go for a coffee, have chats together. He's like a big brother. Alex, we know about your your footballing background with Cardiff City. I didn't realise Cam was a aspiring footballer. Yeah, he he weren't quite Cardiff City. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Have you tried to kick around? I know you're a pretty tough defender, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, you, you want to go up against me, so uh, we let him off. Yeah, now you can see in Cam's game, his footballing skills. And I tried to bring in with the footwork and different stuff. So, um, yeah, I, th I think it's helped me uh, a lot with the football uh, part of it. Alex, did you get a note from Isaac Davis? Uh, he was the first time I FaceTimed after, because he was playing out in Belgium. And he scored fair enough the time I come on. So. Um, it was a good day, proud day for us both. Like, Classman was a brother to me, so um, 
yeah, he was giving me pointers before the game and stuff. Um, so yeah, it was, it was nice to uh, it's face time. The two of you can come through school together and, and both reach such a high level professionally. Yes, yeah, crazy. Uh, I think it's helped us a lot when we were younger. The sacrifices. Um, if our mates were going out, me and Isaac would always be the ones uh, staying at home, talking about these moments. I I don't know how many times we've talked about playing for Wales. Uh, hopefully, you can do the same. But yeah, so it's really good and it's probably in good stead really. When you got the ball and you got over the line, what went through your mind? To be honest, uh, to be fair to the boys, they didn't know all the hard work and I was the lucky one with the ball. But um, yeah, I, it was like a nanosecond of silence and then I felt Domino's a jump on me, um, so I got a sore back. But uh, <laughs> no, I, oh, the, the stadium was crazy. I, I knew my mates were um, close on the left-hand side as well, so i seen the videos after, but Going somewhere, I couldn't believe it, but I know we still had to, um, we still had a job to do to uh, win the game. But it was on to the next thing, and really. Alex, you got Hugh Jennings, Stuart Van der Merwe, two of the sort of most renowned attackers in world rugby coming at you, and you're on your own. What's going through your head? Um, just trying to look for triggers. If he's going to pass, if he's going to run, I thought he's going to shape the run, so I just uh, try and put my head through it and just trying to try and stop him. Cause he's pretty powerful. Lucky enough, I had a, had a hand on him, so um, yeah, that's always going to me. What was more satisfying, the try or that? Uh, the try, probably, but looking back, the tackle <laughs> is pretty good, but um, I could have taken him down. I didn't really have a tackle, but he's been an ankle tap, so it could have been better. <laughs> and a question for both of you. Everyone sort of talked about the young players getting a chance because of the financial situation, but you've been given your chance, so you're taking it. It's, it's been good news for you two, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, obviously, they've had to trust uh, us youngsters now, and uh, I think we've taken our opportunities, to be honest. And yeah, it's been going really good so far, so I'm hoping it keeps on carrying on. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. the eyes of Davis's Cardiff City and Wales under-21s footballer currently on loan in Belgium. So last season, Cameron Winnett was playing for Wales under-20s. It's only a couple of injury-hit years since Alex Mann was captain of the under-20s. So what about this year's crop? A chance to hear from a couple of their players who have already had a taste of the highest level of regional and club rugby. Starting with Cardiff back rower Lucas de la Rua. Got quite a bit of game time this season, probably bit more than I expected at a high level but I think it all adds up and it's really going to help with this 20s campaign like as you know experience at a higher standard is definitely going to help with these 20s games. Well, you've done things like playing Toulouse, how did last Friday feel in comparison? Well obviously it's not going to be the same but like I said when you play it like that high standard anything below it's like it almost prepares you for it like it's better to jump up and you learn from those types of games. So those games definitely develop me and are definitely going to contribute to these 20s games. And we're going to look at the 20s success. You started with a win, the back row, yourself and Morgan in particular, are the ones that are getting yeah. an awful lot of attention, but lived up to it last Friday. Yeah, I enjoy playing with Morsi, played with him <laughs> with 18s as well. So yeah, definitely enjoy playing with him, yeah. What's the key to that relationship? Because you're quite different players, aren't you? Yeah, different players, but obviously we're both quite competitive, like um, just in training and whatever. But you know, it's a good relationship, like a positive one. Like both the same age and both got similar aspirations. So, just going back to Cardiff, I just 
quick top of the head thinking, there's probably about four capped players at Cardiff who would say that seven is their favourite position. Yeah. But there have been a lot of injuries and you've been getting your chance and you've been taking it. But compared to the start of the season, it must have worked out a lot better than you thought it might. Coming into this season, obviously when you look at the back row depth they have at Cardiff, I wouldn't have expected that sort of game time. Obviously I've been very fortunate and lucky for those players, but I've been fortunate that there has been that many injuries. But that's all point. You just gotta, if you're available, you step up, you play a higher level than you're expected, and then you learn from those games. Who have been your mentors? Hearing stories of you know Ellis Jenkins yeah. sort of going through the debrief with you one to one and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ellis Jenkins and Thomas Sheng have been probably the main sort of, as both of them are sevens. Like they're always like helping. They go through IDPs. They'll go for my game if there's anything I need. Like so, they've definitely been really helpful and made sure like the transition's been as smooth as it can be. And who have been the other clubs and people that have taken you to where you are now? A lot of coaches I'd say that would have contributed to that. Definitely my club coach Chris James and obviously my first club Landlaff. But um, I think college level was a the level where probably progressed more rapidly. You're playing like competitive games week in, week out rather than just playing high school games for you, like where some teams might be good, some like aren't. So yeah, I think coach was Martin Fowler, he definitely was a big part of that. In terms of the um he's quite good with uh, reviewing games and analysing. So like I would never thought of it like that. Like I wouldn't never have had access to that sort of like facility before. So yeah, that was definitely really helpful. Yeah, kind of in Vale, yeah. That's been a big part of it for you. Yeah, definitely it's probably the first like professional sort of environment when it comes to rugby or the closest thing to that like an S&C programme like a proper gym someone reviewing your games like proper coaching four times a week so yeah that's definitely where a lot of development happened How inspiring is that for the current group of 20s players that you obviously know Alex Mann quite well yeah. you'll know a lot of those young players who are beginning to make their mark Yeah it's crazy to see how quick it all all happens like <coughs> Last year I would have been training the academy of Alex Mann, obviously he's a few years older, but yeah, he's definitely a great role model and to see like where he is now, now while he's playing, uh, how quickly it's happened, yeah, it's really inspiring. It's weird to think how quickly it all happens, because like, yeah, like Cam McKenzie, you wouldn't have, almost wouldn't have expected it really, but yeah, they both in like their spot, so it is inspiring to think that, not that it's that far away, but that it is achievable. In the centre, Wales are captain Harry Ackerman, alongside Bath's Louis Hennessy, another who's been exposed in the English Premiership this season. I'm enjoying my rugby. I'm confident. After the summer break and after we went over to South Africa, I came back, set a few goals, and one of them was to make my Premiership debut and get a couple of outings for Bath. And I've done that, really pleased with that. And now it's just about you know, bringing that experience sort of, and, and confidence back into the group and here, you know, and trying to be successful here at the 20s level. What's that been like? I think starting the Premier Cup, but then more recently Leicester in a big, pretty big game. What have those experiences been like? Yeah, that was that was pretty special. I mean, sold out crowd at Welford Road, New Year's Eve. Yeah, I, I loved it. Got a good 20 minutes off the bench. Just another good experience. Finn Russell plan? Learning off him around the around the training facilities, around the club, little stuff that you can pick up from him. He's very professional. So to learn from guys like that, to other boys in my position at the club and, and a lot of role models a lot of international players that you can pick up little things from so yeah I mean I'm not short of people to ask and you know just watch and learn from So every day you're training the likes of Cameron Redpath and Ollie Lawrence obviously both 
pretty current internationals. So, what do you get from watching them? Because you're a slightly different player to both of them. I mean, we've got three internationals at the club now with Ajoma alongside those two that you mentioned. Some might be viewed as more ball carrying, game line sort of players, but the others can a bit more ball playing. So, there's different attributes from all of them that I try and take from, from each of them. And back to the 20s, yourself and Harry, quite a, quite a good blend. Are you different? types of centre and that's working quite well he, he's maybe the game line player and you're the you know the person who can offload and you know a lot of 10 experience as well coming into that the wider yeah. channels yeah I mean we played in at 18s level together so we got we got a good string of games there we played last year Six Nations he, he sadly got an injury at the, at the back end of the season so he wasn't out in South Africa but we're, we're quite familiar with each other I think we complement each other quite well we can both carry the ball can both distribute so just about making the right decisions at the right times and, and putting each other players around you in, in good positions but also having the ability to, to do something and So Clinician Boy, coming through Cardiff Academy, link up with Heartbreak, how come you're at Bath? Yeah, it's, uh, it's probably a bit of an unusual you know, way of getting into my professional career almost with at 16 I signed with Cardiff Rugby for two years, really enjoyed my time there but alongside that um, I was away at Hartbury, which I loved, so probably owe a lot of my development to those two. And then my contract came up with Cardiff at, after two years, and I got a bit of interest and, and signed with, with Bath. And also at the university, what are you doing there? Yeah, I'm doing sport performance, two-year course that I can make a three-year foundation degree just to go alongside my rugby. It was a new city, new club, so I thought to do uni alongside that to get some studies was you know really important at that time and I'm enjoying it past first year onto my second year now Cardiff Uni Cardiff Met yeah, a bit um, too close to home were they well, Cardiff, Cardiff yeah um, <laughs> Cardiff Met yeah it's right by my doorstep so I'm familiar with both of them but I mean I just saw the opportunity to go and at the time it was probably probably a few eyebrows raised with going to Bath because we weren't at, at, at the best place but I kind of saw the, the young group of players coming through the new coaching staff the, the rebuild at the club all the changes that were going on and, and thought hopefully in, in a couple of years this is going to be quite a cool place to be at and luckily enough we're on a quite successful season and yeah I'm, I'm really loving my time there. You're playing England this weekend you must know quite a few of their yeah. players from over in Bath what do you make of them what are their strengths and weaknesses and you know, is there anyone you're particularly close to? There's a tight head prop and a loose head the tight head started and the loose head came off the bench to get their first under 20 caps last weekend I know a few of the boys from playing against them at 18s level internationally at club level and you kind of just the players you grow up playing against and similar age groups you kind of just get to know them a bit so I think they're a big pack they're quite dominant but yeah in defence they bring a lot of line speed and they come and try and force your skill set but yeah close to a couple of them so it'll be quite a good um, experience to play against some good mates have the text been flying around this week or is it really uh, a silent stuff? Oh, I haven't texted them once these past <laughs> two weeks. I don't want to get into all of that. Um, but yeah, I imagine there'll be something from now and into the game. But yeah. So that's it from this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Plenty more to report back on next week, of course. But until then, goodbye. <laughs>